Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for uh, joining us for another episode of the First of All podcast. I am here with my co-host, McCarty, and I like to um, call him a co-host and not a guest because that's just the kind of person I am. McCarty, would you like to say hi? I would like to say hi. Um, Thank you for the opportunity to say hi, and I am saying hi, and that's it. All right, let's get it going. Well, Nate, um, I got to put you on the spot a little bit, man. Um, I feel like you never actually start the show uh, or the episode. And that's, you know, it's kind of because I have a lot to say. We all know that. And, and I, a lot of things happen in my week that I feel like I need to share with our audience members. Um, but this week, I want you to do it. And, and I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know if you have anything to say, but... Uh, you have to say something right now. You have to. Well, I kind of just want to know your opinion on something. Actually, I, I've i been traveling a lot recently. Um, the listeners know this. We talked about this. I missed a few weeks there. Um, but I got thinking in all of my travels that no matter what I did to feel like I was clean, like showering and everything before I left on a trip, I did not feel that same level of clean after the trip, even though I didn't move anywhere. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, let me clarify something. Are you saying by trip you mean the physical traveling? So, like, you getting in the car and driving X amount of hours and then you get out of the car and you feel dirty? Or do you mean, like, you traveled to a new place and the new place seemed dirty to you? Like, clarify your question a little bit. I mean, like, you get in the car and you sit for X amount of hours and it doesn't matter how clean you feel before. You feel just, like, steadily more dirty as you go. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely know the feeling that you're talking about. Um, what's interesting for those of you that don't know me, um, I hate driving. I hate it, and I don't. I'm not like as opposed to just riding in the car. I really don't want to do it. Um, I would pay a lot of extra money to just fly somewhere, to be honest. But if driving is like all we have. I don't want to do the driving, but I'll sit in the passenger seat and I'm really good at that. Like I'm a really, really good co-pilot. I can stay up forever. I got funny things to say. It's like listening to this podcast for just like hours, honestly. And I'm good at that. And I think that the feeling that you get when you feel dirty afterwards is only when you're driving, because I'll tell you from my own experience, I don't feel dirty when I just ride in the passenger seat the whole time. Because you're not doing anything. I feel like when you're driving, you're like kind of putting in effort and like sweating a little bit. You can't get the temperature right because you want to stay awake, but you don't want to be too cold. Uh, It just seems like the physical like motion of driving and then also like how you have to stay alert the whole time is like very exhausting. And that whole feeling of being exhausted just kind of goes all over your body and makes you feel disgusting a little bit. And there's like so much, there's something so refreshing about getting in the shower and just like washing all those miles away. And I feel like if you drive a lot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't drive like long distances. I don't really do that a lot. I hate it. So I just prefer not to. Um, But I think what you're referring to is people that actually do the driving. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I do feel it like, we just drove eight hours to Alabama and it was probably just a mix of like the sun and not getting the air right all the time. And you're just, you're like kind of sweating, but not really noticing that you're sweating. But yeah, I agree. I mean, washing the miles off is probably one of my favorite 
top top three favorite feelings. Does that mean you know what your top two are? No, I have no idea. Don't drink water while we're podcasting, bro. I'm talking a lot. I had to do a speech today in front of a lot of people, and I just I I had what talked a lot today. Is, what he means is a presentation. No one does speeches at work, okay? Unless you're receiving I a, an award. I spoke. You used your speech. I gave uh, a speech. If you're going to drink water, I will say you need to put it in a glass with ice. Is what I would say. I was actually going to do that for today's episode, but I forgot to get a glass because I don't actually have any. Um, but I do need to update our audience on one thing very particular. Um, and I texted Nate about it, but he didn't get it because he's an idiot. But I did go to that restaurant that we talked about last week. Do you remember having that conversation? I do. The Yelp thing. So uh, for those that didn't listen last week, you should go listen because it's relevant to what I'm about to say. But in short, I wanted to go to this restaurant with my friend for lunch and he didn't want to go because it had bad Yelp reviews. And I hate that people read reviews because no one puts positive reviews online. You never say how great something is. You only talk about how bad it is. If it's great, you expect it to be great. It's, there's nothing out of the ordinary to report. Uh, so I just don't trust reviews and it was really annoying that he was like not wanting to go because of these reviews. Okay. So I said, I would go check this restaurant out and I would come back with a report and tell you if Yelp was right, or if I was right, that you should just try places on your own. So I will say what I found is that yes, you should always try a restaurant or a service or whatever, you should try it on your own to make your own judgments. That's true. I, I believe that. What I will say is Yelp was right. This place was pretty terrible. And I hate to admit that, uh, but I'm an honest man. And I wanted, I went in there with high expectations. You know, it's, it's Chinese food. I, I truly believe that Chinese food tastes pretty similar, no matter where you go, just like Mexican food. It all is like very good. Uh, usually relatively cheap and you get a lot for your, for your money. Um, this place was way more expensive. It was basically Chinese takeout that you don't take out. You sit down and you eat it. And for that, you had to pay extra basically. Cause it was the same food. It was the same exact food that I get when I go to Chinese takeout, literally beef with broccoli. That's what it's called. I get that from a takeout place. It's amazing. And then I got that same thing at this place. And it was more, it was like probably four or $5 more basically because I was sitting there eating it and it wasn't good. I'll tell you that it was not good. I didn't eat much of it. I also got some fried rice on the side. The fried rice was okay. Uh, I shouldn't have got it on the side. It was too much food, especially cause I didn't like it anyway. Um, so I ended up spending $30 there, which is way too much food. I mean, way too much money for food that you don't like for one and two, for Chinese food that was basically takeout. So long story short, Yelp was right. It's not good. The service was fine. Um, it was way too high priced and it was like clean and stuff, but the food was just like really, really, really not good. I wouldn't even say it was average. It was probably below average. I wanted to try some of the sushi, but again, it was like pretty expensive. So I didn't want to try it and not like it uh, and then waste like $15 on a sushi roll. So I just felt like everybody should know. Um, I still don't condone reading reviews. I think you should always go find out on your own, which is what I did. And it just so happened that Yelp was right about that one, but I wanted to find it out on my own. And that's exactly what I did. 
Well, and I think that that just um, plays to the fact that we had a formula, and I think that the formula actually came out correct on this one, and we'll we'll use it until it doesn't. But the amount of people, plus you know, not plus, but with the amount of stars associated with the amount of people, um, I think you got a good review on that one. But do you think, in the back of your mind, you had the reviews in your head, and it played into the fact that the food wasn't so good? Nah, man. I mean, you know me well enough. Like I wanted to prove people wrong. You know, I wanted it to be good. So like I was trying to justify it being good, you know, that it was like either going to be cheap, that the service was going to be great, that it was going to be really clean. Uh, One thing I will say is that there was nobody there. I mean, I I think I went at like, it opens at 5 p.m. I probably went at like 5.45, maybe not a single soul there. So I think their lunch, their, their dinner crowd hadn't kicked in. And so that was nice. Like there was no weight. The service was fine. Um, but it just didn't taste good. I can say that honestly, especially because I have something to compare it to in the area, a Chinese takeout place with beef with broccoli. That is amazing. So, and cheaper at that. So I think that just based on my own experience, and wanting to justify it being good so I could prove everybody wrong, it still was bad. And that probably tells you all you need to know about it. Nobody was probably there because they all listen to this podcast. Or they read Yelp, one of the two. Yeah. I would say the Yelp was probably more prominent. So something I didn't talk about last week that I wrote down was – so I was listening to a different podcast and there was a guy on there. It doesn't matter who it was, but – um, you know, those people that say wh- really what they want to say is like, um, or yeah, or like stall because they don't want to have awkward pa- pauses. Yeah. Instead, they say no doubt. So they'd be like, Hey man, that's a cool shirt. And then they go, no doubt, no doubt. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. And I don't get that. I've never been a no doubt person. Um, I'm not, I just want to know the origin of that. Like no one's doubting you. you we said you had a cool shirt. I'm not doubting that. I don't need you to tell me that there is no doubt. It's just like the weirdest saying of all time. And this guy on this podcast, like couldn't stop saying it. He just only said that. And it was driving me insane. So if you're a no doubt person, change your vernacular, like change it to anything, change it to literally anything. Say cuss words, say, don't say anything, do a handstand, do anything other than saying no doubt. Am I wrong in, about that? No, I think I think no doubt has uh, it's good in, in a good context. Like if someone's talking about you or something about you, and it's a compliment, and they say, like you said with your example, it's a nice shirt. No doubt, that's you know what that's just like you said, that's not good vernacular. But if you are uh, you know in agreement with somebody <laughs> about something, like that's a good Chinese restaurant, and you're like no doubt. That covers your portion. I feel like of that conversation, you could you could elaborate a little bit more. But it just shows that you're on the same side, you know. No doubt, that is it. That is a good Chinese restaurant. You know what's funny though? Now that I think about it, no one says no one that says no doubt says it just one time. Think about it. So if you're in a conversation with a no doubter, and you're like, "That's a cool shirt, man," and he's like, "Yeah, no doubt, no doubt," they always say it twice or maybe even more. You know, they there's no just like one time. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Well played. Um, I also noticed something that is very different. Um, I had to get a new phone. Um, long story short, 
the old company that I worked for paid for my phone. Um, they got me a new one. And then when I left to start my new job, which started this week, I had to give the new phone back. And so I got a different phone that I'm paying for on my own. And Nate has already heard this, um, or he heard what the phone is and is not pleased to say the least, but it's a phone brand that has a good reputation. I would say, um, it is not a Samsung and it's not an iPhone. Uh, believe it or not, there are companies in the world that make other phones besides those two. And they also work and they work fine. And I know that's crazy to think, but it is true. So the phone that I got is a Motorola. And Nate, would you please inform everybody of what the last decent phone that Motorola had was? It was, it was the Razer. And we, um, this is just a recap from last week, but it was the Razer and the Motorola phone, um, which I remember last week was trying to figure out another brand, which McCarty also knew somehow was a Nokia. I didn't even know they, they still made Nokia or ever did. So McCarty's very knowledgeable on phones that are not popular. Yeah. And what, what he really meant to say was that I make smart economic decisions. Okay. This phone was cheap. And that's why I got it. But I did learn something that doesn't make sense at all about this phone. Uh, one is that there's no gallery. So, you know, when you take pictures, it goes into like a gallery app on your phone. Every phone in the, in the history of all mankind has had that. Okay. This one doesn't have that. It has this app called Photos, which is fine. It, it does send my pictures to that. But photos is linked to a Google account. So I can like go online and see the pictures that I take immediately on my Google drive, but it's not inherent. It's not easy to do it. It's not easy. So like if I want, if I take a screenshot of something, which was also hard to figure out on this phone, it goes into like this special album in photos that's like impossible to find. And so Motorola, what are you doing? Like nothing was wrong with the the camera gallery apps. Like just do that. Just keep doing that. So I don't get that. But the other thing is, and this is this is unbelievable. I couldn't fathom it. There was no notes app, or as it was called on my old phone, old phone memo, which is also a different. It's like a different language for notes or something. So there was no notes app. There was nowhere you could just take notes on it, and that's what I would keep like all my important usernames and passwords for everything. And then my podcast ideas were all on my notes app or my memo app. And this phone didn't have that. So I had to literally go on the app store and download a notes app. I think that is unfathomable. I think, I mean, if you're talking, if you're talking just, straight having these apps uploaded. I think it's the little things. I don't think that's the reason you pay more for an iPhone, but I also think it's like something iPhone or Apple, I should say, prides themselves in with their iPhones. Like let's preload these apps that we know are convenient and we know that they will use. And I think it's part of their, uh, you know, it's part of their like excellence. You know, that's all what they're about is excellence. We have one product, essentially, let's make it excellent. Like Chick-fil-A. Yes, like Chick-fil-A. See, people always think Chick-fil-A lines are really fast, which, I mean, uh, I said that wrong. People celebrate how fast the Chick-fil-A line is, right? Uh, no one ever spent more than like 10 minutes in a Chick-fil-A line. Nate, let me pause for a second. Do you like Chick-fil-A? I do like Chick-fil-A. 
Let me. Uh, When's the last time you had it? Let me clarify. Go ahead. I like I like the chicken biscuit in the morning. I don't I don't too much like it past that. When's the last time you had Chick Fil A? I had Chick Fil A two weeks ago. How many times a year do you think you have Chick Fil A? I have had it twice this year, and uh, they've both been in the last two weeks. You did not have it before the month of I August. Did not. Okay. It's not really relevant. I was mostly just curious. So I live in New Jersey. They don't have Chick-fil-A's basically anywhere around here. Um, but I did grow up in Tennessee where they have Chick-fil-A's as much as they have churches. And that's a lot. So I grew up on Chick-fil-A, love Chick-fil-A. But people used to celebrate how fast the Chick-fil-A line goes. And that's true. It does go by really quickly. I think that's something that they pride themselves on. It's a, it's a staple of their business model to be very quick and efficient. And I appreciate that. I really do. It's the definition of fast food. With that said, it's, it would be, it would be bad if their line wasn't fast. Think about the options that you have when you go to Chick-fil-A. Okay. You have chicken and no one can name anything else that they have. So how hard could it be to speed that line up? You get chicken and fries in every meal. They only make one thing. So it, we should be talking about the Chick-fil-A's that aren't going fast. That would be news. The fact that they are going fast is like, obviously, they only have one thing. It's just like if you were handing out free samples of Kool-Aid, it's like you only have Kool-Aid, just hand it out. You know, it's like the fastest thing ever. It's the exact same thing. So when people celebrate how fast Chick-fil-A is, it's like, I don't think you understand the logic of what Chick-fil-A is doing. They only sell one thing. I hate to like dumb it down for people, but I feel like people are missing that. Well, and I think that that's part of the business model and we don't have to have that type of podcast because I could probably talk forever about it, but they, I mean, they did essentially take one product. The thing is, is if you have that one product and you don't make it excellent, nobody's going to come, nobody's going to come get it. So they did take one product, but they also have made it excellent. I can't think of another chicken place, just straight chicken. I mean, what, like Lee's? But they have other stuff. Or KFC, same thing. Uh, let me just say K- no to KFC. It's not even in the realm of – I don't even know why we call it a chicken place. Like, I mean, that's what they sell, but that place is horrible. We've had a whole episode basically just on that, and I don't even know what Lee's is. I think that's probably like a – midwest thing or something have you ever heard of zaxby's that would be the answer to the thing i have heard of zaxby's okay zaxby's would probably be i mean in my mind like i love chick-fil-a i do um zaxby's is not like fast food though that's the thing is like zaxby's is more like you would get it and sit down but zaxby's is fire like actual fire so sometimes Gourmet, yes. Sometimes in my mind, I'm like, maybe Zaxby's is a little bit better than Chick-fil-A, but it just depends on, like, if you're trying to sit down or not, you know? Yeah. This this whole thing, though, has got me thinking. I When I was in high school, I worked at rallies. Uh, for those of you in the <laughs> South, don't, 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 don't. For those of you in the South, it's referred to as checkers, I believe. They're the same, same place, same thing. Anyway, I worked there with about five of my really good friends. And I don't know why they let this happen ever, but we were always on the same schedule. And for some reason, it worked out in the, in the long run. We were probably the best crew on there. I'm not bragging about it. It just happened. But early on, they left us alone in there. Like the manager would just go back into the room during rush hour, and the five of us high schoolers would be running that thing. And I remember there was a time 
where we had a rush and uh, these people couldn't back out because of the way the place was designed. But this rush, we had people waiting for 20 or 30 minutes for their food. Yeah, that's that's no good. I think the most alarming part about that whole story is that the manager slash leader of that restaurant was hiding during the rush times. And, and I question everything about that. Well, essentially, that's what happened. And then later on, we found out that the uh, assistant owner was actually embezzling and it shut down the whole store. So, well, that's a good story. And that's why you should never go eat at checkers or rallies. Well, rallies is, is an amazing place. Maybe eventually they will sponsor us here on this podcast. One time, uh, me and Nate were on a road trip, and uh, I, I make no faults about it. I probably wasn't driving very much of it. Um, we stopped at a rallies, and I believe that was the only time I'd ever eaten there, and I believe I got sick and will never go there again. So that's my whole experience with rallies. The problem with rallies, and I guess this would, would speak to any fast food restaurant that ends up this way, is that you have to have the food just cooked and perfectly made um for it to be good like if you get fully loaded fries at rallies i would never order them as a customer because i know that by the time i actually get them they're not fresh and all the stuff that's on them has really dampened uh soaked into the fries moistened thank you um and at that point they're just not good but as someone who worked there i'd pull them out of the fryer it's the best thing i've ever tasted um i'm gonna say one more thing about fast food um and then i have to tell a story uh, that I'm a little bit embarrassed by, but um, something I actually had to call Nate about because he's a resident expert. Uh, the last thing I'll say about fast food is that Sonic is probably the most slept on fast food in the world. And I miss it. I haven't had it in years. And the next chance I get to go to Sonic, I will do it. And that's I, it. Hey, I've only had that like twice and I love it. So I'm with it. All right. So the last thing I'll talk about um, is something that happened to me this week. And I'm not happy about it um i'm actually very upset about it uh, a little embarrassed that I even you know like a little bit fell for it and it has to do with the scam and my friend nate here we've talked about it before um he's been pretty close to being like significantly scammed and he's my scam expert so what happened is that I am looking for an apartment in Atlanta. I'm moving down there in about three weeks for a new job. And I'm desperately looking for an apartment. So side note, if you know anybody that needs a roommate or has an apartment for lease in Atlanta, please let me know because I'm desperate. Uh, but what I saw this on Craigslist. It was an apartment, two bedrooms for like $700. It doesn't matter if you know the cost of living in Atlanta. That's crazy cheap for any apartment. And... I was like, this is too good to be true. It's fully furnished, all utilities included. There's no way this is true. And like, I'd already thought that, but I was like, it's, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't at least try. So I emailed the person and said, is this still available? They respond with like this really long email about he's a married man with two kids and he bought this condo when he was in Atlanta and now his, um, job has moved him to London where he's going to be for three years. So he just needs somebody to take care of the place while he's gone. Um, which is why it's so cheap. He's not trying to make money on it. He just wants to have some, have somebody there. And I was like, that all sounds normal. And then at the bottom of the email, he said, if you're interested, I'm leasing it through Airbnb. So you'll get an Airbnb link and you can just reserve it for however long you think you're going to stay. And that's how you'll pay is through Airbnb. 
And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I never really heard somebody, you know, use that. I kind of, I Googled, does Airbnb do like long-term leases now? The first thing that popped up was like some news article about them doing it. And I was like, oh, it must be true. Everything on the internet is true, right? So I was like, all right, that sounds good. You know, send me the link. I get a link from Airbnb with the logo and everything on it. And it says, confirm your reservation here. So I click through that. It goes to some Airbnb looking site and with the logo, it's like very nice, very updated, very easy to use. Um, and then I scroll down, I fill out all the information and it gets to the payment section and it says, in order to pay, you have to send an international wire transfer. And I was like, that seems sketch. I don't know anything about wire transfers, but I could just pay with my credit card and that would be very normal. So why are you asking me about wire transfers? And that is when I decided to call Nate then ask him, does this seem like a scam? And Nate, your response was? Uh, yeah, I had, I had a couple of tips. You know, I always say that when you hit, it's too good to be true in your head. That's the first flag. And then the second flag is, um, if you if you type in most of the words that you see from somebody into Google and Google does what it does, it'll take you to something that's very similar. I thought it looked exactly like a scam and I was able to find something on the Internet that showed that it was a scam. He was and it was very helpful. Basically, what Nate found was this exact same like family situation and your job has moved and blah, 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 like all of that, even using the Airbnb link all of that had been done before. Like it was this massive scam that was happening. And like they had gone to great lengths for this scam because it was like a super legit site. It was like a rental agent through Airbnb that supposedly emailed me. It was like super elaborate and I almost fell for it. And I needed to admit that through the public, through this podcast, because I made fun of Nate and how insane his scam was. And yet I fell for something literally a week later that was like, almost identical. So Nate, I have to apologize to you. I understand when you're looking for a good deal that you get blinded by that. And uh, I almost fell for it. I really did. I almost gave him $1,400 um, through an international bank transfer until I called Nate to ask him, you know, was this a scam or not? So I have to apologize to you, man. I really do. Well, all of this is now going to help our listeners. So you've, you've saved a lot, a lot of people from scams. So that's true. And you have, you have, you're really the one to credit here. You guys are all welcome. Um, that's all I think I have today. Um, we're getting close to our timeline. I know our audience only has about 30 minutes of uh, attention span and I don't want to go over that. I want to be cautious or cognizant is a word that I would like to use. Nate, do you have any final thoughts for this week? Yes. Uh, to our friends in um, Greenland, we are sorry that, Trump is trying to purchase your country. We, we don't, we don't know what that, what that is. Yeah. There's nothing there, you know? Well, maybe there is. Yeah. We're just, we apologize on behalf of our president. We don't really know what's going on there. I think it has a lot of oil. Can you say that? Can you say we apologize on behalf of the president? I mean, in a democracy, I don't think you can. Okay. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, we don't. I don't. We don't have any reason for Greenland. I don't think it's pretty cold. So uh, you guys can keep it. Yep. Um, that's all we have for this week, Nate. Why don't you wrap us up, man?
Hey guys, thank you for joining us again. I like to do this radio voice because McCarty hates it. We do appreciate your time and we look forward to you hearing from us next week. And then the following week, we will be doing that um, quote unquote live show for you guys and we're excited for that. That's true. We will be recording live, uh, which is an oxymoron. And then basically the only difference is that we'll be looking at each other and talking, which would be super exciting. And then we're going to Kings Island. And then we're going to Kings Island. So um, Nate still hasn't wrapped us up, so I'll do it. And thank you guys for listening. This is the first of all podcast uh, with my name is McCarty. And that was Nate that you were hearing. And we are here every Thursday. So we will see you guys next week. Love you guys. Love you. Bye.